0: Hello there friends, it's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And today, we are going to talk about the best and worst rated players for the second round of fantasy drafts. You definitely want to check it out. Kind of surprising who ranks as the worst, but I think you're uh, probably going to like my reasoning as to why. So, uh, definitely check it out. Here we go. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Darn, the guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship. Jimmy Maverick. Hello there friends it's Jimmy Maverick welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick podcast and before we begin I just wanted to remind you if you haven't done so already please like this video leave a comment share it with your friends and of course subscribe and if you hit that little bell you'll be notified when I post new podcasts and I'm trying to do three a week right now so I very much appreciate it thank you so much for watching let's get right into it so I want to talk to you about the highest and lowest rated players of the second round so we're going to talk about uh, players from between 13 and 24th in ADP who are the best choices for fantasy and who are the worst based on my uh, app and let me tell you what if you haven't done so already, I invite you to go to my website, fantasyfootballmaverick.com. You got to check out my perfect fantasy draft. This is my draft tool that will help you draft an excellent team. We're using it right now on both mock drafts and some best ball drafts. By the way, I do have the best ball modification in process right now uh, to uh, make that uh, make that critical adjustment to the Vork ratings that, uh, for best ball, because consistency doesn't matter in best ball. So uh, there's no longer going to be penalties for inconsistent players. In a best ball league, you can go with them. They're good to go. So, um, uh, but, uh, you know, again, the, what the program does is it analyzes all the players based on what I call the VORC score, which stands for Value, Outlook, Reliability, and Consistency. It's the four key stats that um, that I measure a player on. And basically, based on how they score in each of those categories, they get points. You add those points up, that's the VORC score. It's out of 100 points, although any player that scores more than 40 is an excellent choice. Um, I, I say between 30 and 39 is a marginal choice. And if it's under 30, really, you should just probably stay away from them. But, um... Uh, getting into it, uh, when you analyze the, uh, the Vork score, it's all based against whatever your draft position is. So I'm going to assume this is the number 13 pick. So this is the person that gets the 12th pick in the draft. So they go 12, 13. And so all of the second round players are based against that pick. If you are picking later in that round, the Vork score is going to rise for all the players uh, because, you know, if you're picking 19th overall, and you're picking a player that's valued at let's say 22nd all of a sudden that's pretty much a fair value player although picking a player with a value of 22nd overall at the 13th pick is not a great choice so you understand that that it's it's a it's it's very flexible in how it scores players and so a player that may not look very good on round 2 may look fantastic on round 3 just because you've got a whole nother round of value added to their score because you're you're basing it against a third round pick as opposed to a second round pick. So let's just get into it. Let's just see what we got. So um, There are a couple of things that I do need to talk about. And the first is is that there are players that are currently being held back because of injury. Their Vork scores are down because they are currently dealing with an injury. And there's two names I gotta bring up. It's A.J. Brown who had surgery on both his knees so he's he's being you know he's recovering from that um and then you've got calvin ridley who's recovering from foot surgery so these are both these are pretty serious issues and really i gotta see these guys as full participants once training camp opens in order for me to want to recommend them so so right now um their work score is depressed because they've got the injury risk which lowers their outlook which lowers, lowers their outlook score and keeps them farther down the ratings. Um, But once they come back from injury, both these guys are going to rocket right to the top of the list. In fact, uh, uh, A.J. Brown will be the number one choice once he's healthy. Calvin Ridley is the number two overall choice when he's healthy. So I I just wanted to mention that when we're talking about these players. Now, uh, there's also three players with top 10 value in the second round this year. That's that's pretty nice. That's really, really good. Um, this is based on half PPR rankings, but basically you've got three receivers that offer top 12 value in the second round. You've got um, Hopkins, you've got Ridley, and you've got Brown. Uh, Hopkins is the 10th most valuable. Ridley is the 9th most valuable. Brown is the 7th most valuable so you can see why Ridley and Brown are going to be at the top of the list once they're healthy. <laughs> That's basically what it comes down to. Um, but until that happens, here are my top three players. So the absolute top scoring player, it's actually a tie. It's a tie for, uh, for first place right now. The first one is DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. And, and you know, what can I say? Hopkins is is an excellent player. Now he, um, again, he offers first round value, 10th most valuable player overall. And he's what I call a high 10 player, which is he is high reliability and scores 10 out of 10 on consistency. I love those players. You can absolutely count on them to come through for you nearly every week because they are so consistently involved in the game plan. Uh, Right now, he only gets three stars for his outlook. And it's basically because um, although there's, you know, he's got nice volume, he's expecting nice volume uh, right now, uh, there's really nothing much else to say. Everything else is kind of as is. You've got Kyler Murray, still has the same coaches, same game plan, you know, so, um, you know, again, he scores fantastic. He scores fifty-eight Vork points. Like I said, anything over forty is good. So he's like eighteen over. Fantastic. What a great choice. Uh I love him. And and when you're picking, you know, towards the end of the first round, beginning of the second round, you grab one of your one of these super elite wide receivers, they're absolutely worth the pick. And and you can always go back in the third round and grab a running back, a, a really good running back in the third round. Um, if you do that but but I, i'm i'm open to the idea of just going with a balanced draft you know running back in the first round wide receiver second round tight end third round and go with go with that as your core and then build up build up from there but again hopkins is great now right with him in the vork score rated just as well is dk metcalf now, uh, DK Metcalf does not score as well on the value. His value rank is 15th overall, so not quite as good as Hopkins, but they're very close to one another. There's not a not a big difference between the 10th most valuable player and the 15th most valuable player. It's, it's, they're very, very close. Um, uh, Metcalf uh, does not—well, sc- he scores an 8 out of 10 on consistency, so he's not quite as good as Hopkins, but that's still very, very good. I mean— eight out of 10 is excellent. You know, that's a B right in any any, uh, quiz you've ever taken. You get a B for an eight out of 10. So I'm, I'm good with that high reliability. Doesn't, he hasn't missed any games. Um, The thing that, that boosts Metcalf up though, because he does get a little deduction for not having as high a consistency and of course not being as good a value, but he makes up for it because first of all, contract year, this is his third year and uh, he only has a four-year contract because he was not drafted in the first round so um, given that he is a star elite wide receiver one this is the payday year this is the year that he will determine what his extension will look like if he blows it this year you know he'll go into his he'll go into his actual contract year next year and it won't be as lucrative but if he kills it this year we're talking. This guy is a $70 million plus contract extension. So, so he's playing for a lot. And I like the upside of contract year players. I make mean, no secret about that. Um, one thing that that does hold him back a little bit, uh, gives him a deduction on the outlook, is it's a new offensive coordinator. And, and that's just basically to reflect the risk that the usage you saw last year may not be the same as this year. And this is much more pronounced with someone else we're going to talk about later. But in this case, you know, again, it's it's a slight deduction to their outlook. Um, anytime there's a change in the offensive coordinator, people often don't incorporate that into their ratings of the players. But, you know, their role in the offense can change. They they may decide to do something different um as far as the scheme or whatever and maybe they're not as involved as they were so it's just it's a small risk but i like to account for it in the outlook score but when all is said and done pluses and minuses and everything else boom he scores just as well as deandre hopkins so again um great choice i really like dk metcalf for the upcoming season so they're they're both very very good if you're going elite wide receiver you're fine going with either of them and even going with you know again once they clear their injury issue, issue AJ Brown and Calvin Ridley will outscore both these guys. So you know there's so many good choices in the first round when it comes to, in the second round when it comes to receivers. Uh, but the third guy is a guy I've talked about a lot because I've been taking him in a lot of drafts. Really, really like his, really, really like him for the upcoming year. But it's Clyde Edwards-Helaire, um, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I I've talked about him a lot. Now his value rank not as good as these receivers. You know his value rank is 17th overall. Still very good. That's a, that's excellent. That's a mid-second round value player. And and when you're looking at um, running backs, I'm not sure he qualifies as an RB1, but he's right there. He's like 11, 12, 13, right there as far as the running backs are concerned. So uh, again, an excellent, excellent choice. Now, he does not score as well on the reliability and consistency. You know, he did miss some games last year, so he gets a medium reliability as opposed to high, and he only scored a 6 out of 10 on consistency, but that also can somewhat be chalked up to the fact that he was a rookie. They're working him into the system. You know, they're still trying to figure it out. Remember, last year was a tough year for rookies, just because there was no preseason, um, you know, all the team meetings were remote, you know, it was a weird season. So so the fact that he's coming in now with a regular preseason, um, he's going to have lots of growth. He's going to, I think he's going to be much more effective. Now, the thing that sets him apart that really gets scores him well is his outlook. And his outlook is five out of five stars. So it's as good as you can get better than Hopkins or Metcalf and the reason is because um, first of all I haven't tagged as a reversion bounce back player his touchdown total was ridiculously low relative to his volume and and when you see that you you can see this stuff revert back the other way very very hard I I like to give the example of Melvin Gordon in his rookie year he had something like 250 touches and he had zero touchdowns so of course he got this massive discount the following season for fantasy football where he was going i don't know if it was like the third round or the fourth round he was just being ignored way earlier than he should based on his volume and and so what does that guy do but he goes out first game of the season and he scores two touchdowns so you know um And I can see that that's probably going to happen with CEH, especially with the improvements to the offensive line. You know, they improved the offensive line to protect their half-billion-dollar man, Patrick Mahomes. But guess who else is going to benefit? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to benefit. So, uh, you know, great offense. He's involved in the passing game. He'll be more effective on the ground, more effective with those goal line rushes, which is where he really struggled. Again, that's an offensive issue. That, that's an offensive line issue. It's better, so he will be better there. Um, and of course, he plays with the best quarterback in the league. Is he going to face any stacked boxes? I'm going to say hardly ever, because you've got to protect against Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill um, in the passing game. So they can't stack the box. They've got to double-team someone, uh, one of the receivers, and, and so there you go. I think the upside is tremendous. Uh, his Vork score, 51 Vork points, again, excellent. Over 40 uh, over 40 Vork points, very good. All these guys Highly, highly recommend for the second round. I think that they are all excellent choices for your fantasy team. Uh, now, who ranks the worst in the second round? And, and I got to say, a lot of people are going to have a problem with this based on how awesome he was last year. But the lowest rated player for me in the second round, this is players from 13 to 24. Right now, Justin Jefferson. And there are two big reasons for this. Okay, the first big reason is is that he is a regression risk. He's a regression risk because he had an NFL record breaking season in his rookie year. So, uh, so kudos. I mean, right? Kudos to him for having such an outstanding rookie year especially with the way things were last year as i just said about the rookies the fact that he came in and did that was amazing but you also have to understand that last year he had gary kubiak as his offensive coordinator and gary kubiak is the guy that makes wide receiver ones explode and so he had that and he did that because gary kubiak but guess what kubiak retired it's someone else now and one thing about the Minnesota Vikings is they have whipsawed their game plan between these offensive coordinators, where the you, you get to one offensive coordinator and it's like, we're just gonna run the ball, Dalvin Cook, down their throat every every single uh play, and Kirk Cousins is gonna throw the ball nine times. Um, to someone like Kubiak, who is a very dynamic offense, very balanced, but the serious upside to the wide receivers we're not sure what we're going to get but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say that it's going to lean it's going to go more heavily to Dalvin Cook this year that's why I like Dalvin Cook as my number one overall pick um, and Justin Jefferson he's going to have a fine year okay let's just get that out of the way he's going to have a good year uh, you know, I'm projecting you know 135 plus targets, probably 85 to 90 receptions. But he's, but the risk of him underperforming, of not being able to duplicate or improve on what he did last year, is very high. And so, if he falls short of that, based on where he's being drafted here, um, you know, it's gonna hurt. It, it's gonna be. It's going to be very hard for him to duplicate. So he does not score well. How does he not score well? Right now he scores zero, zero Zero Vort points in the second round. Now that may seem overtly harsh, but it's mostly because uh, of his outlook is just one star. Because of these negatives, the new offensive coordinator and the regression risk basically offset any upside any positives that he offers in the volume and 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 that and, and that aspect and and that's that's how the app scores these things you know when when it comes to the outlook it's like there's positive criteria and there's negative criteria and right now for him the negative criteria is way outweighing the positive criteria of the volume of a wide receiver one um so so that's it. He, that, that craters his score and it takes away all the positives from elsewhere. You know, his, his volume also, uh, his, his volume, his value, excuse me, his value is twenty fourth. is the 24th most valuable player in the NFL. That's, that's still very good 24th overall, but of course we're also valuing this against the, the person picking 13th. So, so you're talking, he's, one full round overvalued relative to the 13th pick Um, as you're picking later. Or if you take this into the third round, you'll see that Justin Jefferson does score much better. Um, But again, he's just a bad choice for the third round right now. Uh, I'm sorry, bad choice for the second round. Better for the third, but still a very, very risky play. I mean, we talked about how many good wide receivers there are in the second round. And there's so many good ones. They're really, really good. Um, to to take Justin Jefferson just seems like um, it's a whole tier break below where these other players are. So go get one of them. Don't get Justin Jefferson. <laughs> so um, anyway, so that's it, man. So that's uh, that is... Uh, the the podcast so let me know what you think what do you think about these scores do you think that um, am I being overly harsh on Justin Jefferson I am but uh, you know I, I'm just here to give you the information one of the things I like about this app is you know it compiles it compiles all these disparate pieces of information and turns it into a score that you can rank players against each other uh, to see how you feel about them and and so that's That's one of the nice things that the app does. So uh, again, please go to my website, fantasyfootballmaverick.com. You can check out the app for free. Just sign up. Um, It allows you access to a limited version of the app, Uh, but you can, uh, if you like it, you can subscribe, unlock all the features, the filters, the different uh, uh, point schedules. Um, You know, I'm I'm adding in a, a new thing for best ball. I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, so anyway, we've got, uh, so that, that's what's going on. So, um, thank you very much for watching. I do appreciate it. Please subscribe down below if you haven't done so already and have yourself a great fantasy day, everybody.